victory is mine. Praise the Lord. Turn with me this morning to Matthew chapter 22. Who's excited? That was decent. (laughs) Better than I've seen at times, so I'll give you that, okay? We're getting there. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Y'all, I'm excited. This is is one of the best days ever, y'all. It really is. I'm not just... I'm not just trying to build myself up so I can build you up. I'm serious. This is I've been waiting all week for this, man. I've just really been pumped. Uh, we watched uh, The Passion of the Christ again Monday night. And uh, ever since then, my heart and my mind has just been on just that, the crucifixion. I've read Isaiah 53, I don't know how many times this week. Uh, I've just been, everything I've done this week, I've just been dwelling on that scripture, that event, and uh, it has a big impact on you, you know, I try not to watch that movie anymore than I absolutely have to, because I don't want to dull any of that down, right, the more you watch it, the less it means, and so, I'm not going to preach to you today about the crucifixion, even though many churches will. Many churches will preach on the resurrection this morning. I don't know. I just that's not what we're going to talk about. I'm sure it'll play into it, but today I'm going to talk to you about step number two. Last week we talked about step number one: draw close to God. Okay. As I tell you these things, I want you to not only relate them in your own life, but I want you to relate them to what Jesus did. Okay before He was crucified, while He was crucified, after He rose again, how did Jesus act? Okay, We're not going to use what would Jesus do. We're not going to... That's old and done with. Nobody even cares about that anymore. But I want you to look at what we're talking about today and compare it to what He did. Okay, Draw close to God. Step number one. What did Jesus do? Garden of Gethsemane. Hit His knees. Spent hours praying, seeking God for what was to happen. God, how should we handle this? What is there any other way? Because His flesh was crying out in fear. I don't want to do this. But His Spirit said something else. His Spirit said, Nevertheless, Lord, Your will. That's what we want. That's what I want. Your will. I don't care what my flesh says. What Your will is is what we need to do. So Jesus right there in the Garden of Gethsemane showed us step number one, draw close to God. So step number two today, love those around you. Y'all are sitting there thinking, what is He talking about step number one, step number two? I don't know. Yeah, it's not the answer you want to hear, is it? (laughs) I don't know, man. But this is crucial for me, okay? If I'm going to get back to where I need to be, if I'm going to do the things God wants me to do, there has to be an order to it. Okay? It's not just going to happen. Okay? Y'all ever tell your kids that? You want something in life, it ain't just going to happen. It ain't just going to fall in your lap. You've got to do something to make that happen. Usually it involves hard work, right? 
you got to go work and save money and then you can go buy the things you want. You want a certain position, you got to go work, study, learn in order to be qualified for that kind of position. So that's where I find myself in my life right now. What steps is necessary to get to where I need to be with God? We went over step number one last week, draw close to God. You can start there in anything in your life. If you don't start there, there's a problem. If God's not involved, why'd you start? You better question what you're doing anyway if you don't want to involve God in it. Y'all ever done something in your life? You just said, no, I don't want God involved in this in any way. Don't sit there like that. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> time after time in my life. I mean, I'm ashamed to say it like most of y'all sitting there today are. Ashamed to admit that I've done things in my life that I didn't want God anywhere near what I was doing. Because I already knew that it was wrong. So, if I involve God in it from the beginning, great news is it's not something I'm ashamed of before God. The second thing is I'm seeking His counsel. Seeking His guidance. So that He can order my steps. Step number two, love those around you. Let's look at Matthew chapter 22. I want you to see what Jesus did before He left this earth. Matthew 22, starting in verse 35. Then one of them, which was a lawyer, asked him a question, tempting him and saying, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. How many of y'all know you can't do that without step number one, drawing close to God? Right? You can't truthfully say, I love God with everything I have if you hadn't drawn close to Him. Alright? See, this stuff actually fits, don't it? (laughs) I didn't just make this up. 38. This is the first and great commandment. If you ain't got that, you might as well just stop. Stop right where you are and take care of that. Nothing else matters from there. And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. What does he mean? He means if you take care of those two things alone, you won't have to worry about the rest of the law. You'll already be handling it, right? You're not going to go steal from somebody that you love. You're not going to go kill somebody that you love. You're not going to lie to somebody that you love. You're not going to do all those things because you are loving God with everything you have and you're loving other people as much as you love yourself. How many of y'all love yourself today? Come on, I need to see every hand. (laughs) Because I know you do. I do. I love myself. Who's the first one I'm going to try to take care of most of the time? It's going to be me. Right? If it weren't for for the love of God in me, that's how it would be all the time. Right? Because we are selfish by nature. Am I the only one here today that can be honest with yourself? Right? That's the way we are. We are selfish by nature. We look after number one. But God makes a difference in you. 
Not only did He give you a commandment to love other people like you love yourself, but He also does a work in you if you allow Him to, to bring about the capability in you to do that. Some of us, it's not very easy to show love to other people. It's something we have to work on. Some people kind of comes a little easier. But you know how you are. You know what you have to do. See, these two commandments that He shows us, first of all, remember that, they are commandments. That means this is something you should do whether you want to or not. Want to does not come into it at this stage in the game. You say, well, how in the world can I love somebody unless I want to? Well, first of all, if you're asking that question, you have a major misconception about the biblical definition of love. Love is not a feeling. It is an action word. It's a verb. It's something you do to or for other people. You show love by doing things. Okay? So don't worry about what your emotions say. Your emotions don't have anything to do with the biblical definition of love. So Jesus tells us that the two main commandments you need to worry about is love God and love other people. He didn't just say family. He said, in fact, He said your neighbor. Right? Who is that? That's the people around you. Okay? That's the people not in your house. The people not under your roof. So we sit here today as a family. So who is he talking about then if, if it's not my neighbors here in church? He's talking about other people outside the church. Can it be to you? Can, can I show love to one of these other people over here? Yes. I should. You know why he says my neighbor? Because that should go without saying that you show love to your family. What kind of person in their mind doesn't understand that they should show love to their family? Right? That's why he didn't even address that. You don't even need to bring it up. Love your neighbor as yourself. Who is your neighbor? Somebody you may not be very close to. Somebody you may not like. How many of y'all have neighbors? Don't raise your hand. How many of y'all have neighbors you don't like? Yeah, if I don't now, I've had them before, right? I'm lucky I don't have any neighbors, so y'all know it ain't me that I'm talking about. <laughs> but I have had neighbors before that I really just didn't care anything about. Y'all, when I was in the Army, we, me and Rhonda lived in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Fayetteville, as it's called to the locals there because of the vast number of Vietnamese that lived there. and wonder why, because those soldiers brought their wives back. So, we had these people living next door to us that were less than desirable, let's just say that. <laughs> there were three women sharing a one-bedroom apartment, and uh, they had an occupation that kept them tied up most of the night. Okay, let's just say that. When they weren't working, they made sure to let us know that their presence was there through their loud music and everything else in the middle of the week. Okay, so these were less than desirable neighbors. 
How did I react to that? Well, not in a loving way, I guarantee you. Okay? I'll just be honest. I didn't care for them waking me up. Because listen, I had to get up at 5 in the morning. And here they are on a Wednesday night at 12 at night. Boom, 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 boom. They got a party going, man. One night we were sitting there watching TV. And some guy opens the door and comes into our apartment. Long hair, beard. Once again, less than desirable, especially coming into my house. I was just shocked. I'm like, what do I do? <laughs> You're not expecting somebody to just come walking up in your house, you know. Finally, it clicks and I start to raise up. I'm fixing to address the situation. And, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He backs out. He went to the wrong door because their door was six inches the other side. <laughs> I don't know what he was there for. I don't want to know. So we've all had neighbors, y'all. I mean, those are just funny stories, right? We've all had neighbors we don't care for. I had another guy living above us that liked to ballroom dance during the middle of the night. I don't know what he was doing. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. And you can just hear him walking around. I don't know if he was running laps or what. We've all had neighbors we don't care for. That's who Jesus told you to love. Oh, man. He never made it easy on us, did he? Why? Because the easy way is sin. (laughs) The easy way is flesh. If it was easy, there wouldn't be any need for Him. If it was easy, He wouldn't have had to come and die. He wouldn't have had to make that sacrifice because it would just come naturally. It don't come naturally. Y'all, I'm not trying to tell you today that I've already attained this. I wouldn't be preaching to you on it if I had, most likely. These are my steps. I hope you can hear them and see there's some truth in them. Step number two, show love to those around you. Not just your family. Not just the people you like. That's easy. What about the people you don't care for? What about those people that just really rub you the wrong way? What about those people... They want to do you harm. Let's read another scripture. Turn with me to Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, we're going to start in verse 9. Let love be without dissimulation. What does that mean? It means undisguised. You understand that? It should be open. We say, well, I'd just rather do things in secret, you know. No. That's not what it's trying to tell you to do. It's trying to tell you, let people know you love them. Let them see your love, okay? Don't see this isn't some emotion you tuck away. This is an action. Let love be without dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil, cleave to that which is good. Be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love, in honor, preferring one another. 
That's hard to swallow. That means Jerry takes precedence over me. Okay? Preferring one another. Not only that, but showing preference to those. Is it just showing preference to those in the church? No. It goes outside the church. It goes to the worldly person that don't know God. It goes to the the heathenistic person that could care less about the Word of God, would rather worship an idol. You understand the kind of person I'm talking about? The anti-God kind of person. Preferring one another. What that tells you is about how much you should care about yourself. Very little. How much should I tend to myself? Very little. I'm talking emotionally. I should be second, third, fourth, fifth place. Down the line, preferring others before me. Hurts, don't it? Not slothful in business, fervent in spirit. Serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation. Listen to this now. This is what it means to show love to people. Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation. You got problems? Be patient with people. They have problems? Be patient with them. Continuing, instant in prayer. Distributing to the necessity of the saints, given to hospitality. You got somebody that shows up out of the blue, pulls up to your house, and you're like, oh man, I didn't want no company today. Anybody else ever said that? Zach knows what I'm talking about. Right? I didn't want no company today. People just coming over to the house. No. Oh, who we have outside? Y'all come on in, man. Given to hospitality. That's how we should treat each other when we show up. When somebody comes to your house, a stranger shows up. Man, what do these people want? See, y'all laugh because y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. Y'all laugh because you've probably said the same things. What in the world do these people want? No, that's not showing love to those around you. Bless them which persecute you. What did Jesus say? As He was being put on the cross, did He say, God, strike them down right now. (laughs) They deserve everything, God. Give it to them. No. He blessed the ones that was persecuting Him. He said, Lord, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. They're doing it in ignorance. How does He do that? Y'all, how, how does He do that when they just beat Him just out of just because it was fun? They just beat Him because it was something fun to do. Enjoyed every minute of it. Went so far as to mock Him. Treating Him like He was... The king that they said he thought he was, right? Made him a crown out of thorns. Shoved it down his head. Just out of spite. They didn't like Jews. 
Y'all, Romans didn't like Jews. <laughs> they just said, hey man, here's another opportunity we can get some aggression out. Right? They weren't, they weren't uh, tender with him in any way the way they treated him. You think they gently laid him on the cross? Was they were going to get ready to nail his hands? No. Uh uh-uh. And what does he do? He says, Lord, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. You see, not only did he have something I don't know if I'll ever have, he <laughs> you see in their hearts, he understood that they weren't doing this just because they wanted to kill him. They were just out of ignorance doing these things. And here, there he is, man, in the midst of that kind of persecution, being what he's been to each and every one of us, a mediator. Bless them which persecute you. Bless and curse not. Rejoice with them that do rejoice. Y'all know somebody around you that has a streak of good luck? Don't be upset with them because they're doing good. Rejoice with them. Man, that's great. Wonderful. I'm glad you got that job. I'm glad things are going good for you. And what does it say then? It says, weep with them that weep. You see what these things are telling you? It tells you that you should have some sort of connection with those people around you. Be able to identify and empathize with them. When, when you see them in, the, in a situation, whether it's good or bad, come alongside them and show them that you love them. Don't stand off at a distance while you see them over there. They wouldn't have all that if it, you know. See, I told you. See what's happened now. Right? Y'all ever have them kind of attitudes? Hmm? Y'all don't want to raise your hand on that one either, do you? Y'all, I'll tell you. I have those thoughts sometimes. I ain't proud of it one little bit. That flesh, that's how it wants to think though. He says, you ought to have that. Uh Uh-huh, see, you tried to tell them. Look what happened now. See, the flesh wants to revel in itself. But this Word tells you something totally different. It says rejoice with them that are rejoicing. Weep with them that are weeping. That means you need to come alongside them and show them love, whether it be good or bad, no matter what they're going through. Be of the same mind one toward another. Don't favor people over other ones. Mind not high things. Huh? Anybody know what that means? Y'all ever known a person that maybe had a little more money, a little more influence? You see somebody come up to them, hey man, how you doing? And want to buddy up to them, but then ignore other people. That's what it's talking about. Don't mind them high things. Don't, don't, don't show preferential treatment to somebody just because they got a little more than what everybody else has. It says, but condescend to men of low estate. This is all about your attitude, ain't it? That's what this is about. Changing that natural state of your mind to something more holy. 
What did Jesus do? Do you think Jesus knew about condescending? Yeah. If anybody ever knew about condescension, it was Jesus. Listen, He is the Son of God, the high and mighty King. And He condescended Himself, brought Himself down a little lower than the angels, the Word says, for us. He brought Himself down to our level. Because we don't have a high priest that can't be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. We have one that understands everything because just like we were, just like we are, He was tempted, but He overcame it all. And had no sin in Him. He brought Himself down to right where we are, y'all. Some people want to say that, that Jesus was able to overcome that stuff because He had the power of God. Well, yes, He did. You know why? Because He sought God. I want you to understand something about what Jesus did because this is what makes Him so awesome is He made Himself man. With all our weaknesses, with all our trials and tribulations that we go through, all of those things, He made Himself like us. There is nothing Jesus did that we couldn't do the same thing if we sought God the way He did. You understand that? People want to look at Jesus and think, well, yeah, but He was the Son of God. It doesn't matter. He brought Himself down to our level as an example to us to show us that this is possible. He told His disciples, yeah, you think these things were great. Greater things than these will you do. Okay? So He was showing them right there that He wasn't anything different than what they were capable of. As long as they put God first. Condescend to men of low estate. Be not wise in your own conceits. Recompense to no man evil for evil. Y'all ever want to get back at somebody? Oh yeah. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. If it be possible. You hear that? If it be possible. It's not always possible. That's why we have wars today. And I'm I'm not saying that every war our country has been involved in has been righteous. I'm not saying that. It says, if it be possible, live peaceably with all men. That's not just about war. That's in your own personal life. Man, I tell you what, there's some people that I just have such a hard time getting along with. And it's not that I hold any kind of ill will toward them. You ever just met somebody that your personalities just didn't... It's like just bumping fish. You can't, can't get along with them. Does that mean you can't live at peace with them? No, it doesn't mean that. It just means maybe you ought to keep your distance a little bit. If you understand how... how it aggravates you how you feel. Just keep your distance. Live at peace with them. That doesn't mean you can't show them love still. That doesn't mean you can't do all those things. There's some people you just don't need to spend a lot of time with. And that is one way that you can show them love by not putting yourself in a position to be angry with them. Live peaceably with all men if it's at all possible. Some people bring it to your front door though. Y'all, there's a time 
that you have to take a stand. There is a time you have to. But those times are few and far between. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Don't get that attitude that says, oh, God's going to get you back. (laughs) That's not the right attitude to have. You let God handle it. Right? Don't go to God praying, God, you see what they did to me. I'm going to let you handle them, God. That's not the attitude to have. You should go to God and say, God, you know this situation. You know how I feel, Lord. I ask that you help me. Help me to show them love. Help me to forgive them. It's pretty easy to say. (laughs) Not so easy to let go of sometimes. Not so easy to do. Verse 20, Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in so doing, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Don't do it so that you can heap coals of fire on his head. I'm going to show them I'm the bigger person. Y'all, I know this stuff is funny. It's funny because it's so true. We do that, don't we? Oh, I'm going to show them I'm the bigger person here. No, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. Praise God. Step number two, love those around you. So easy to say, such a short little statement. Man, there's a whole lot that goes with that. I want y'all to be thinking about that this week. Be thinking about what am I doing that is contradicting that statement. Am I I doing something that's ruining the love I ought to be showing? Am I showing hatred toward people? Am I showing uh, anger toward people where I ought to be showing love? 